Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of box menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. When it comes to Candy Muse, I have one thing to say. Who is she? Who is she? Where did Rue find her? (laughs) Obviously, having a bit of a dig at Candy now, as the whole world is, but also paying tribute to um, the amazing, fabulous Nikki Graham, who sadly died this week. Uh, Sorry to any international um, listeners who don't know who that is, but you should know because she's a legend and icon and... Uh, Sam, I know a friend of yours. Um, it's very sad news, isn't it? Uh, yes. I mean, it's been a horrible 24 hours, I have to say. Because um, you just... I mean, because we only spoke a couple of weeks ago and you just... Because of the pandemic and because, you know, she was seriously ill with anorexia and the lockdown will have meant that she was, you know with her demons 24-7 and normally she was a girl that would go out a lot and she liked to party, she liked to laugh and, you know, and just to not be able to go anywhere or see anyone would have would have hit her really hard and um, it's just it's just tragic and I honestly believe that had it not been for the lockdown it wouldn't have happened and so I think while, first of all, it's really tragic, it's doubly painful when... I feel like it could have been avoided, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and obviously extra sad for you knowing her, but, like, as well, I've been surprised by some of the people messaging me who, like, my mum and friends who I wouldn't have thought would even be that familiar. It's like you don't sometimes realise the impact someone has till they're gone. Like, Nikki was a household name. Everyone, she's brought joy to so many people with just her bright personality. And it is so sad that it's she's had a tragic end but uh we'd like to dedicate this episode to nikki graham to nikki graham and she um and the thing is like she she was she was like exactly how she is on tv and she was a big brother she was exactly like that in real life and like one of my favorite memories of her was when um i think i was still working in the music industry and i was sat with a bunch of musicy type of people so it was a glass and actually so obviously they're too cool for school and um, she came trotting over from behind and went, Sam, can you come to the bar with me? <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was just like, oh, okay, I'll come with you. Hang on a second. And uh, she, I'll, sit, I'll just meet you over there. And uh, literally everybody's jaws were like on the table and they were like, oh my God. They were like, she's like that in real life. And I was like, yeah, all the time. It was never, it was never an act. It was always the Nikki show. Um, and um she could have done so much more, you know. Oh, the Nikki yeah. show will still be going on in heaven, I think. She'll be trying. <laughs> she'll be trying to turn her MP3 player on up there, I think. She'll be. She'll be sat on a. She's sat on a cloud-shaped diary room. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, but um. So this is dedicated to Nikki, but it hasn't all been sad news this week. There's been positive news as well. Um, Prince Philip did die. So, I mean, oh, no. I'm joking, I'm joking, sorry. Um, yeah, that's more sad news. So, I mean, I mean, as you said, we're all suffering with lockdown in different ways. So when there's extra sad news, 
in the news. It just kind of sometimes feels a bit relentless. So hopefully we can provide a little bit of respite and a little bit of a laugh this week. And so shall we get into this Drag Race episode? Yay, Drag Race! Drag Race, that's what it's called, yeah. Um, <laughs> shall we do a Drag Rate? Yes. Ooh, um, I've got a name so... for it, finally. It just came to me, Drag Rate. I don't think that's going <laughs> to catch on. But our famous 10 out of 10 system, out of 10 system will. So what do you give it, Sam? I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 this week. Ooh, generous, I think. I don't know why I said that um, like Yoda. I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it, I mean, it wasn't the best. It was a bit, it was a bit boring. And, um... I feel like because we only just had the UK final and all that business, like I don't think I was ready for another sit down chat with Rue Michelle and also uh, look at the look at the kids' pictures. So um, I find that quite boring anyway, and and I know you do too. So like, okay, maybe six. Wait, what do you give it? And and I'll and I'll change mine accordingly. <laughs> I was gonna go for five because I was like, it wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't good. And yeah, like you say, it's just how many stages there are to these finale episodes. There's the fucking. <laughs> sit down interview then there's the photo showing then there's the um finale speech then there's the lip sync it just feels like so many hurdles and they're all just kind of saying the same thing over and over again and i'm just like and then no one even goes at the end <laughs> and no one fucking even goes it's like please at least eliminate someone but this is season 13 it's like a whole hour that we could have we've lost forever oh the twist next week will be the rest of the cast is brought back and we're starting it all again the never-ending season <laughs> Everybody has to lip sync for their life again. And then we get to the real show starting the week after that. <laughs> well, I'd like to apologise about last week's episode. I had some feedback that it was too short from some people. I like the fact that um, you want more of the episodes. That's a good sign. But last week I was hanging on by a thread. I take full responsibility. And we're going to make this one just like Sam likes it, really long. So. Long and fat and really greasy. <laughs> Although I don't know if we can because there's not actually that much to talk about in this episode. But did you, at the start of it, did you think anyone was actually going to go home? Were you duped for even a second? Yeah, I thought Candy Muse was going to go home. Oh, you were optimistic. Um, yeah. Well, I just think, I mean, after that, after that shocking, I mean, you know, some terrible runway looks and, um, and the thing is, I know obviously look, we'll get to the end, but I, I, you know, I, she, she should have gone a while ago. I don't think she is final worthy and, um, they should have just, you know, cut their losses and got rid. I assume, um, I don't know this for sure, but I assume in the finale, there's going to be a lip sync for the crown that required four people. Cause if not, it makes no sense why she's there apart from... The only thing that would have made sense is to create drama, but she's not even been doing that. So she really is failing on all fronts. She's not even shouting at anyone or causing an argument. She's just showing off horrible costumes, really, which... And it's a disservice to her, because Candy's grown on us, and we like her. But, I mean, we liked a lot of the cast, but they're still they, they had their time, and it's time to go. And I feel like Candy's time was quite a long time ago. Um, <laughs> But, but Rosé doesn't feel the same. She's like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. She's so confident and I kind of I am, love it. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over Rosé. Sorry. I know what you mean. I mean, we've criticised the judges for saying, going on about the perfection thing, but I'm really starting to get it more and more where it's like, it's hard to relate to her as a human being. She's not giving as much to work <laughs> with, is she, really, as a human? No, she isn't. And... Um... You know, and then when they talk about the the um the prize money, and you know, I'm just gonna invest it back into my drag. Uh, it just, it just, everything just, everything just seems so falsey false. And um, I'm gonna invest it into some really frilly boxy costumes because I just don't have enough of them. 
I want to look like a man in a dress and I need some more, I need some more looks. And also, and also like, uh, what she, like the, the workroom look in that blue, sorry, no, that sort of greeny sack is just um, irritating. And also like, and she's got this like, like red scrubby face. It looks like she's been exfoliated with a cheese grater or maybe ironically she has rosacea. <laughs> well, and she did say she did say her drag smelt of cheese, so you might be onto something. And the the rest of them were all absolutely disgusted. <laughs> but she keeps doing the thing that disgusts me is she keeps doing that thing. I've moaned about it before, but where she sings in the confessional, she's like, "I love him so much," and it's like. Stop doing it. We know you can sing. Sing when there's a fucking musical challenge. Stop singing the interview. It's pissing me off. I know. What what is it she sung? I even I even um noted it down. I think it's something like, Oh, I ain't too good at that or something. Oh, it's just like shut up. So I've got my interview with Rue and Michelle, and then we're gonna do a final runway. It's like Stop it! Stop it! Um also frustrating me is Candy, like because this is what I like, and we said this about the UK queens, they are very much a bit more humble, like, oh, I'm not doing that well in the competition. Oh, I don't think I deserve to stay. Whereas Candy's like, full on, I'm going to win. It's like, do you really think you're going to win, <laughs> bitch? We like, we like our queens ground down so they've got no confidence at all. And by the time they win, they still think they don't deserve it and cry in the bathroom. I want them a gibbering wreck. I want them just on the edge of insanity. That's how I like my queens. Um, but I, Candy did have a heart, uh, not heartwarming moment, but a moment that I think a lot of people warmed to her when she talked about how she wants a boat for with the prize money and they're asking her why. And she's just like, because I want a boat, bitch. <laughs> she, obviously doesn't, she obviously doesn't realise how, A, how expensive boats are and B, how expensive they are to run. And um, I mean, I'm not being quite practical here. And C, I mean, like, where is she going to keep it? And is she going to live on it? I mean, is she going to get a narrowboat and, you know, go trekking around the, um, around the UK? Well, I like the idea of candy on a boat. If it's further away from land, then I, it's quite comforting. And there's no paddles. <laughs> but, up shit creek. But I am... Um, I do know how expensive it is to run a boat because I, I don't know if anyone is addicted to Below Deck, but if anyone wants cheering up in lockdown, Below Deck is the reality TV hit you didn't know you needed. Set oh on board. God. This is not an advert. This is just me talking from my heart. They're on a luxury yacht that's following the crew. They're all fucking each other. They're all fighting. They're all arguing. There's no escape. I swear to God, guys, get on your Netflix. Get on your Morphar. This is not a paid sponsorship, although if they want to pay us, please do. Below deck. Get your life, Henny. Um, is it so a friend of mine, she was actually head chef on a um on like one of those massive yachts, actually. It was Richard Branson's yacht. So it was um like around Necker Island and she was, yeah, she was the head chef and she has some tales, let me tell you. Oh, you're gonna have to set us up because I, I love yacht gossip now, it's my favourite kind. Well, she also um she, when she when she left the boat, she also did a two week trial as Madonna's personal chef, and there's some stories. Oh God! Well, I mean, Madonna and yachting—you're combining all my favourite things. <laughs> I know, um, right? So, Sam, because you're so clever, I didn't bother to Google. I'm relying on you. In Rue's video, she says indelible. Um, what does it mean? Indelible. Does it mean when you can't eat something? No, indelible means like you like you mark something and it you, you can't come off, like it's there forever. Oh, that was the so, joke he made then. You leave an indelible mark, so it means like permanent, like a tattoo. Yes, yes, or like um, like indelible ink is like a I don't know, like a, like sharpie or something. 
it's per permanent marker. Okay, so I'm going to use it in a sentence because when I learn a new word, I like to then incorporate it. <laughs> Yay, school's out again, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so the curry stains on my blouse are indelible. Is that right? The curry stains in my knickers are indelible. What did you call me? Um, so we find out from Rue that they're going to be doing a performance to her song, Lucky, which sadly is not a Britney Spears cover. It's a RuPaul original, which is never, never usually the, the greatest sign of a pop classic. And we were unlucky enough to have to sit through it. <laughs> Are you feeling lucky? Actually, no. Um, but Got Mix feeling lucky with Smart Jamal Sims. Um, do you think... This is just an appreciation, or do you think Gottmik actually wants to sit on his face? <laughs> what, do you mean the dance coach? The dance coach, yeah. I know. That. <laughs> and the, I love how the dance coach this week, she doesn't, he doesn't have his baps out. No, he's, he's toning it down for the finale, he's, Denali. He's, he's got his brown, brown baps in a bag. <laughs> a bag of brown. Oh God. He's got a bag of brown baps. We didn't even fit a we didn't even fit a bag of brown reference in last week. That's how tired I was. No one no one people were complaining. Ugh. <laughs> but we all want to have, have sex with Got Mick and her type is Jamal. So that means it's, it's not looking well, promising, wait, did, is it? Does he does he say his type is Jamal? Well, I mean, there's some obsession. I don't know if it's sexual, I don't know if it's admiration, but I don't know really what Gottmik's sexuality is. But, I mean, she seems to be very turned on by Jamal Sims, which, understandably well, I mean, so. I mean, who wouldn't be? But, I mean, one one more thing I will say that we did miss out is when um, Rosé reveals that, of course, she can also do rap. I mean, shut up. Of course you could do that. And is there anything you haven't done? Oh, I've done, of course, in mine as well, in, um, you know, in 17th century Paris. <laughs> Well, I think she puts the rap in crap. I'll get to that. But I did. I wasn't impressed by the rap, personally. So if you're going to boast about it, Rosé, then yeah. make sure you bring your onions. I, I don't know yeah. what that means. <laughs> is that because that she lived in Paris? Why do I come out with these weird food analogies? I'm like, the <laughs> hilarious Ross Matthews, but doesn't make any sense. Um, so they, they, they all have to have an interview with RuPaul uh, inside Drag Race. And they're even referencing from the early seasons when they used to have a Tic Tac lunch. Which, I don't know if you know this, but uh, it's rumoured, but not true, that they stopped the Tic Tac lunch because it was considered um, to be almost offensive uh, joke about, like... Um, eating disorders because the joke was Rue only ate Tic Tacs and that's why she was so skinny. Oh, right. So, and it's like, it's a, another supermodel thing as well, like, you know, the cubes of cheese and, you know, like cotton wool buds soaked in milk, that shit. Yeah, I, I always found the joke funny because I think it was obvious it wasn't true. Rue obviously wasn't just eating Tic Tacs. So it was just, and then they'd offer them one with like a, uh, the tongs and then they'd be like, oh no, I couldn't, I'm so full. Oh, what is this Thanksgiving? And I used to like that running joke, but it's... I mean, maybe maybe thirteen years later, and maybe they should do um they should use Bertie Bot's every feather beans and sell instead and have you know I don't know, piss and shit ones. Oh yeah, that sounds much more appropriate, <laughs> much more family friendly. You need to be on the creative team. Rose's um talking about how she did raps for people in lockdown to make money. I actually heard that she used to be in D twelve. So she does have some credentials. <laughs> they asked her to leave because she was too manly for the group. So that's what happened there. A bit of bit of gossip. But is that like is that like do you mean like a like on like sort of like cameo sort of thing? Yeah, I guess so. Um, I thought about doing it myself because you know I write the parody songs. I thought I could do yeah. a bit of a rose, but that's going to have to be a work in progress. If anyone listening wants them, 
then I'm happy to do it for you for a very reasonable price of £75. Um, and then I will be adding VAT as well. There are so many people that do cameo, aren't there? Just like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I just saw um, well, Lawrence Cheney does it. So many of the drag queens do it. It's just such a quick way to make cash, isn't it? Well, it's an easy way for me to tell them off about not using my reading jokes. I'll just pay for a quick yeah. cameo and be like, excuse me. <laughs> Coming live straight to your door. I'm Lawrence Cheney. I can write my own read jokes. I don't need the likes of you or Ellie Diamond. Um, right. <laughs> this is US. Should we get into a Got Mix interview with RuPaul and Michelle? Yeah, I loved it. I loved it too. Uh, Ru fucking loves Got Mix. Like, crazy. She's really funny, and, like, she does that little voice again, and it's just, she's just, there's just something so endearing about him. And, and also, of course, you know, it's an interesting interview because it's the first time we've had a trans man on the show, and, um, you know, it makes for an interesting conversation. Like, I mean, there's stuff that I would actually want to know rather than just like, oh, I was a gay boy getting beaten up and so I put on a dress, blah, 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 like you usually get. But this was actually interesting. Well, there's no need to shade Joey J just because he's the first gay contestant doesn't mean that wasn't groundbreaking. But yes, this is, I mean, I want to say something about Got Mick and the tea is that Got Mick at the beginning of the season, I wasn't all on board because I was like, Got Mick, I just felt was going to be a fashion queen. And, you know, I tend to lean more comedy queens and like ones that are going to make me laugh and give me a bit of camp. And I just thought that she was a bit one dimensional, just going to do fashion, can't perform. And she's to her credit has absolutely won me over in every single respect and really has grown on the show, like they said, and is likable. And also, as I think... Even sometimes as a gay man, I think you, I could think, oh, I know all there is to know about the LGBT community. Like, how can I be limited in my view when I'm a gay man? But actually, I realised that I've never known anyone like Got Mick. Obviously, yeah. I still don't. I haven't seen anyone like that. And I often thought that if you're trans, usually when you go through that struggle, you want to then be quite an, uh, stereotypical, but you want to be the version of what you wanted to be the the thing that a lot of um trans people are but got mick has really opened my eyes that there are so many more different types of people and being trans doesn't mean you have to be uber masculine or uber feminine and it sounds quite obvious now i'm saying it but it i i never realized that and sometimes you have to see someone to really get it and i just think it's just amazing to like educate even gay people but especially straight people about this issue because i still have a lot of learning to do well, exactly. And I think, um, you know, I think he said it more like quite succinctly when, when he was like, I think it was last week when she was talking about not being a Barbie or not being a Ken. There's um, something there's something in the middle. And um, yeah, like we've all like because um, the trans experience and non-binary, etc. Like there isn't a lot of representation. And for people um, to understand it more, you need to see and also and when it's a reality show like this, to fall in love with somebody like we have with Gottmik. And so therefore, you know, like you take that knowledge with you further. And, um, you know, she's basically like making changes to people's opinions and changing the world in a small way, but still doing it. And, and not to toot our own horns, I think we are on the podcast because I think like people often think of gay men as being feminine in camp or bitchy. And like we, why, why, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, but I do. You know, I agree with you. I, but and I don't know why people. Th I don't know why people think that because. And obviously, you know, we are showing that it's, 
you know, that you can be macho. Um, you don't <clears throat> just, you know, talk about gay stuff like Kylie Madonna or Big Brother or stuff like that. You, we talk about, you know, the real issues. Well, and, a lot um, of gay yeah, men that's, just that's... resort to toilet humour and dick jokes. And I just like you, you need people like us who can rise above that and show as gay men that you're you can be masculine, you can be strong, you can be yeah. really, really hot. Like, and we're, we're, we're representing, I think. Yeah, you is you is kind, you is important. <laughs> um, I I sound like RuPaul laughing now. I love um, RuPaul um, getting out of Mick that her boy uh, her real out of drag name is Cade, which I think is yes. so cool. And also Michelle giving her a new name, which is Baby Got Mick, which is Baby so cute. Mick. My Anna kind of down, but she did that. She did that by accident, though, which I thought was funny. She did, and then tried to make out. It was some genius. <laughs> I love it when I do that. <laughs> um, but for me, I mean, I guess we'll talk about it at the end. But Got Mick is is my winner. I, I, so mm-hmm. I'm backing that horse. Um, the, and then we get a complete shift in tone with the Rose interview. Like, what did you make of this? Oh, just my eyes are rolling back in my head. I mean, like, I just find. I just don't find her authentic. I'm sorry. I know she talks about um, Broadway and and I think she... She puts the broad in getting, Broadway. I, <laughs> she wasn't getting the parts she wanted. She wasn't doing um, the business that she wanted. I think she was probably chorus line and she couldn't understand why she wasn't getting that leading man sort of role. I think, um, you know, she talks about wanting to sing on Broadway as Rosé and... I don't believe her. I think that um, I think that this is a stepping stone to going back to Broadway and doing serious roles as a boy. I agree with you. I don't think drag. I think that's the disconnect. Is we know that Rose's passion isn't drag. It's just a yeah, like you said, a stepping stone. And to yeah. be honest, this interview, not since the Prince Andrew interview, have I felt <laughs> one this uncomfortable. <laughs> Felt so turned on. Well, because Rue clearly, I mean, Rue has such an expressive face. So, like, we, we saw it with Tace in UK. You can just tell when she's not into someone. And then Rosé's not relaxed. She's been giving really canned answers. And just, mm-hmm. it's just all very stilted and stiff. And it's just following Got Make and before Simone. It's just, like, cringe. Yeah, it is cringe. But we did find out she was born in Scotland, which I don't believe she's mentioned yet. So that was a good bit of <laughs> trivia. Honestly, we have a- I hadn't heard that at all, so it was really nice to get to know her that bit, yeah. She probably should have incorporated that into a character. That could have worked. Mm. Oh, no, I think so. Maybe like a little tartan or something, maybe, uh, at some point. (laughs) We find out in Candy's interview that her boy name is Kevin, which personally, I think, sorry if you know any Kevins or any Kevins are listening, I think that might be the least sexy name for a man i have one of my best friends is called kevin but um oh i knew it he goes he goes by his middle name of mark though he doesn't go by kevin mark is better i mean kevin the only good thing about kevin i would say is like home alone kevin but um kevin kevin apart from that it's hard to think of a least less sexy male name uh yes maybe darren i don't know darren day is sexy barry oh Barry. Barry's really not sexy. Okay, you've got me. you got me with Barry. And I actually, that's similar to my girl choice because I think Beryl is the possibly the worst female. <laughs> Beryl. Beryl. And there's, a, there's Ada as well, or my granny was called Edna. That's particularly unattractive. Ada? I don't mind Ada. No. Edna, yeah, Edna's not cute. Um, no. We find out, I mean, we still haven't been able to watch Untucked. It's such a big hurdle, but that Candy, they now reference on the main show what I'd heard, which is last week in Untucked, she had a panic attack, asthma attack, and almost couldn't perform. 
So that was quite a drama. I mean, no wonder you'd have a panic attack in that dress that she's wearing. Cause... I know. but <laughs> And also, um, they, they have a good laugh at the beginning. And then uh, Rue makes a joke about uh, Candy having the Zika virus, which I think is shady as fuck. Because, you know, obviously, when you've got the Zika virus and you have a baby, the baby is born with a really small head. So I think I think she's basically saying that it's obviously hasn't got Zika because she's got a big fat head. So rude. Well, also, it's probably not the best time for any kind of virus jokes, really, is it? No, I know, right? <laughs> no, Know your audience. Um... But it's all right. She, she said she was going to fight with every single inch of her. So we've got a fight on our hands, people. And she admits she's delusional, which I appreciated. And even Rue laughed at that. But I feel like Candy's so delusional. She says she's delusional, but doesn't actually... She's too delusional to know that that is true. Yeah, um, yeah. What did you make of Simone's interview? Um, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I liked that Rue said she had a sort of je ne sais quoi. And they also, also Rue said that Gottmik had a, a joie de vivre. And I was like, is this fucking drag race or is it called my agent? I, um, I did really, I did really like, um, the interview. I thought, um, she just, she just comes across as more, <clears throat> just really authentic and really kind and really, um, I've just really come to love Simone. I'm with you and I want Gottmik to win, but um, if Simone wins, I'll be happy. Simone definitely has earned it, but um, I'm, I feel like she's... I don't buy this whole thing about her being shy. I mean, I know she's not like a candy muse, the loudest voice in the room, but she's trying to make it like, oh, I'm insecure, I'm shy. And I'm just like, I like about Simone that I feel, feel like she projects confidence. And I know you can be insecure and still be project confidence and have the whole Beyonce, Sasha Fierce thing. But I, for me, she's almost like not giving me a winner energy by constantly supporting this narrative that she's a shy, insecure queen. And I'm like, I love yep. you strutting out confidently. And I think you're ruining it a bit. Take some of Rosé's confidence and just, you know, share it out. Well, there's plenty to go around. By the way, one of our dear listeners and a friend of mine mentioned that Rue had a foot footstool during these interviews and Michelle didn't. So... <laughs> That is brilliant. Is that well? That's like the mysterious um, appearing and disappearing water glass in um, the last one. Oh, that is my highlight of the season. I love that you clocked that. You you don't miss a rim, do you, Sam? Never. <laughs> no, I don't. Licky, licky, licky. <laughs> um, it's I've I've asked this before, and I think you've answered before, or we don't know. But is Jamal gay? Jamal what, Sims, the gay? choreographer. We're on the choreography now. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Okay. Well, I mean, he's not obviously gay, but then... He is quite obviously, he is quite obviously gay. He's a dance instructor. He has his literal baps out, like, you know, and he's got, like, he's got, like, really gay tattoos. Come on. What, do you want to see a dick in his mouth? What's that? A fucking tattoo of Cher? He's got, like, all tattoos <laughs> are a bit gay. And they're also indelible. <gasps> I used it! <laughs> Yay! Well done, you. Now spell it. We don't need to talk... I don't no, know. Really. Um... <laughs> Um, we don't really need to talk about the choreography because we've agreed before it's boring. But I did want to mention, did, did you notice that Candy's legs look really good? Uh, yes, I did notice that. Um, She's very top heavy, isn't she? Because I think of her obviously as a, a plus size queen, as she calls herself. But those legs, like once she saw them in shorts and like... I think you think she's a plus size queen because she carries quite a lot on her face. Do you know what I mean? She's got that. She's got those chubby cheeks and neck yeah, and, and so and you sort of think that she's bigger than she is because those you know she's got lovely legs. I thought yeah, very good legs. I feel like she should maybe feature them more as like a like Naomi Smalls does. Like you use your best assets. It's a bit same same with Rose. I don't know some of the queens aren't 
necessarily putting their best foot forward always in the fashion front. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but also with the uh, oh, with the choreo, Rose, see, this is just everything. I'm sorry to go on about it, but everything Rose does that annoys me. Even the quickness of picking up um, choreo was getting on my tits. So I was like, oh, come on. I mean, just like, you know, it's, it's just it's just like a real swat, like somebody who would, I mean, it's quite apt for this week, but somebody who would do the Duke of Edinburgh Award because um, <laughs> we had kids that did that at school. And like, and I I had total respect. I have, I have total respect for it. And I think it's amazing. But um it's it's really overachieving, and she's basically she's, she's a real overachiever. And like, okay, should I just pick it up like this? Mm, up, down, left, right. <laughs> Smug look to the camera. Well, I think Shut she's up. I think she's a stupid bitch because you know what, Rosé's a good actress, and you know what she should have done? She should have used her acting skills in this last episode to fake a meltdown because you need to have that overcoming some sort of um, hurdle at the final front and she hasn't done it and it's like no. you could have put faked it bitch and this episode needed yeah. some drama yeah 100% and also in the workroom they're all being way too nice to each other and I know that they have a lot to celebrate and they do get on but it's like it makes me miss the days of like Roxy Andrews in season 5 when at the final hurdle they were all completely trying to slit each other's throats <laughs> that it yeah. made this season more exciting and now they're all just like hugging and it's like for fuck's sake will someone just glass someone please i think that is possibly to do with the um it's possibly to do with the pandemic as well i mean because like you know they've they've gone through the filming they you know they've it's sort of like a war sort of wartime sort of feel so you know i think um i think i think when i think back for next season it'll go back to being um bitching well it's the reunion next week and i want some bitchiness there but have we got any bitchiness in us? Because on the runway, RuPaul comes out in a short silver dress and it's time to do hit or shit. <laughs> Yay. Um, hit for RuPaul, obviously. I give it a shit. And it's not bad, but uh, I'm just... I'm going to start judging RuPaul at the standard she's at because she is RuPaul. And this is... She never really looks bad, but I mean, this isn't a Ray game. And if she's phoning it in, she's getting a shit. I'm sorry. Wow, and isn't isn't that wig? That wig is just um, a different coloured version of uh, the one she wore the the orange one she wore the other day. I know, but I am loving these wigs. I'm loving the textures. Um, the category on the runway for our queens is drag excellence, which obviously Candy didn't get the memo, but we'll be reviewing their <laughs> runways shortly. But first, let's get into Lucky. So a lot of people are saying they like this song. Um, what did you think? Um, well, it's sort of got like a. I don't know, like a what is it, like a fifties, sixties vibe? Is that is that is that what they're going for? I mean, it's all right. Beautiful Stranger by Madonna, that kind of retro thing. I don't know. Yeah, but obviously that's a much much better song. I mean, it's just it was just it was just quite it was just quite forgettable. I thought. Yeah, I mean, I like that it's a different uh, style of song. Cause usually it's like RuPaul banger, but it's a bit more slow, a bit more yeah <clears> retro. <throat> it wasn't my favorite song, but I did like the visuals they did in this video. I thought it looked really cool and slick. Got slick. Oh, definitely. They made it look, they managed to make it look like a music video when they were just doing it sort of live. So that was clever. So let's go through each one. What did you think of Got Mick? Just brilliant. Um, the the fast rapping, I mean, the cinched waist. Oh my God. Um, I thought, I thought she just looked amazing. And it was, you know, it's like the pinnacle of Got Mick's journey, really. And you remember the first episode when they all had to lip sync against each other. Gottmik beat Utica, but it was, didn't look like Gottmik was a very strong performer. And then in the dancing challenge, she was really shit and we thought she should be in the bottom. Look how far she's well, come. Did. Now, to me, she was the best in this video. She, yeah, her performing, her lip syncing, her stage presence. And I loved her lyrics, the, the line, boys, girls and in between, it's time to crown your queen. I just 
Like, she didn't make the trans message every part of the verse, but just to, like, mm. end on it, I just And thought... she also hasn't... And also, she's... she's like, um, sometimes when uh, you have somebody who who ha- wants to talk about something, um, they, you know, they end up turning you against them. Do you know what I mean? Because they've tried to ram it down your throat. And um, I think the way... Got you because, like that, you say. You know, talk... <laughs> the way Got Makers talked about the trans experience is in no way scary or in no way, um, you know, oh, God, stop going on about it. Do you know what I mean? Not once. So um, I think, um, yeah, just these little dropping it in here and there, like like in this, in like in, this, in the lyrics is just perfection. Absolutely. And I thought at the beginning of the season, like Got Mick would be, that would be her narrative. And it it is part of it. But like for me, the, the my favourite things about Got Mick are like the comedy, the charm, the fashion, and then mm-hmm. as a bonus, it's like, and trans representation. So it's like, it's yeah. not even her defining thing. It's just, and I, I love that, to for it to be mm. part of your journey, but not be all you've got. Um, what did you think of Candy and her verse? Um, yeah, not bad. I just felt like the, the other three were just doing them. Do you know what I mean? They weren't pulling it out the bag. They were just sort of like um, doing a passable performance. Yeah, I thought Candy was good, but her lyrics didn't rhyme, and you know from the past I've got an issue with that. I hate, like, make it rhyme, it's a fucking song. Uh, yeah. She looked good, and I always find she kind of looks good at the challenges where she doesn't need to look as good, and then when she's meant to look... <laughs> I know, but when, then when she does a runway, she comes out looking like a turnip. I know, it's just obnoxious. Um, so this might be controversial, but Rosé, I didn't like this verse, and uh, people are saying it's really good, and... I know she's she is talented, but I didn't like the rapping and I thought the singing was a bit off and I just found it a bit just not interesting, to be honest. Well, you know what I'm going to say. First of all, you can see Rose's five o'clock shadow. So, um, oh, I didn't clock that. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm saying Rose needs to get back in the bottle, frankly. And I think I, I just think she she just it was and the rap and, and part of the rap was, oh, yeah, I can rap, too. It's like, oh, shut up. Just because you can rap fast doesn't mean you have good flow. I didn't think the flow was good, to be honest. I've had better flow in a period. <laughs> period. Heavy flow. <laughs> Bloody hell. And um, with Simone, to be honest, I thought she was the worst. And I thought it sounded like she was having a mental breakdown on stage. <laughs> um, slash orgasm. <laughs> well, she has. there's been a lot of tears from um, Simone, actually, the last few weeks. And she, do, she does it again in the VT. And it's like, oh, not again. Not again. I don't know if she, because Jinx Monsoon said she cried on season five once and they just kept editing it into every episode so it looked like she cried the whole season. I don't know if maybe that <laughs> happened with Simone, but then Simone does cry later on stage. So it seems she is a crier, but I mean, you and I, Sam, we like a cry. It's good to get it out. Yes, it is. I don't mind a cry, I don't mind a cry at all. But it is getting a bit relentless. Um, should we get into their runways? Let's get into them. I, well, I, I, don't, I don't think we would be able to get into them. Maybe Candy, so I could get into that. <laughs> Definitely not be able to get into Got Mix. Um, so no. she's wearing like a polka dot gown, um, almost like Cruella de Vili. What did you think of this? Hit. Oh, definite hit. That's without a doubt. Um, I really liked so it. Good. I liked that it's different. I like that it's cool. It's striking. It's iconic. Mm. One little criticism... Um, Probably, I'm in the minority here. I didn't really like the skin holes. I, d- I also don't like the word skin holes. <laughs> no, well, that's, that sounds like something from a horror film. I would have preferred it. I didn't mind the ones in the dress, but on the face, because uh, there wasn't 
I just felt it didn't need that. But apart from that... I'm gonna eat the skin holes on your face. Oh, you're turning me on. Jesus. Um, uh, Candy, the Zoom call hasn't broken. I'm just... Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, he's gone. Um, no, I'm not frozen. I'm just I'm getting a bit of a loss for words because, like, this isn't as bad as the other one she's done. But why... I don't understand. She looks like an Amdram Robin Hood play thing. And it's like, why is this your finale look? I think Candy didn't think she was going to make the finale and has worn her finale dress at some point in the season thinking she won't make it to the end, despite all this... These mesh arms that like something you'd find like on a trawler boat. I don't understand. She's back on the boat again. What? Well, tell me what it is, Sam, because I don't, I don't get it. It's just, it's just, it's no, it's, I, I agree with you. I don't think she had the stuff. I mean, it's just so uninspired. I don't get, understand even the concept. It was, there was no, it was no concept. It just, it was just a mishmash of, of terrible styles. Well, I fucking hated it. Um, Rosé, she wore a tartan dress because I, I, I'm not sure. I think she was born in Scotland. Scotland, I don't want to get that wrong. There's a Scottish um, link somewhere. Um, just, it's just, it's very subtle in this outfit, I think. Very subtle. We can check that and get back to it. But um, to me, this isn't even the best tartan look she's done this season. So I love tartan. She looks good. I don't really like the wig. The makeup was, the makeup is hideous. Hideous. Hideous, just uh, hideous. It, no, and, she, and then at some point... Um, Carson says that reminds him of a reminds him of, of a formal night at Highclere Castle. Oh my god. If you wore that monstrosity in front of the Dowager Count the Dowager Countess, she'd be like, Ooh, it's William Wallace back from the dead. That's what killed Prince Philip. He saw this dress and he keeled over. I know. It just looks all it's like ill fitting. Um the, the makeup just looks like some sort of bizarre, I don't know, slap. It just Horrend- the whole thing's horrendous and the wig just looks just ridiculous. The wig is awful. Um, I, I, I don't mind the dress. I just don't think... I think your finale dress should be your best dress. And this is like... She's worn much better dresses. And same with Candy. And it's like only Gottmik and Simone she, seem she to get the memo. She made a better dress than this one. You're right, she did. Um, however, I did love Simone's purple sleeves finale look. Oh, stunning. Big... Um... The big oppressive sleeves. I love an oppressive sleeve. By the way, I think it goes without saying we give Candy and Rosé a shit, don't we? Yes, yes, we do. Two stinky, two stinky shits in a basin. <laughs> and this is a hit, Simone. And um, I loved the kind of illusion of you thought it was a dress and then it lifts up and that whole visual treat. Um, and everyone keeps saying, I mean, obviously we've made it clear that we love Got Mick, but everyone keeps calling Got Mick like the runway queen this season. And she's had a lot of good ones. But to me, I think Simone is the queen of the runway. I think she's been the most consistent with some of the best looks ever, like the uh, Black Lives Matter one, the uh, do-rag one, uh, the, that yeah. one where she had that bikini that was like African inspired and, and this. And she's just been really fucking good. Massive highlights that, that sort of like, you know, make you gasp. That's why I'm, that's why I've loved her, um, her runway looks. I mean, so, so I think, I mean, I prefer Got Mix because they're more fantastical and sort of more artsy, but um, Simone's are stunning, stunning and classic, yeah. One thing I will say is, cause you know, I have an issue with this. Because um, I mentioned it in the Drag Race finale when Ellie Diamond wore a finale dress that was similar to the Vivian's the year before. Mm. Simone's, it's not similar, but Naomi Smalls did wear a purple finale sleeve heavy look on the finale of All Stars 4. And I just think the queens need to 
when you're planning your looks, also, like, don't do anything similar to another finale queen, because it's just going to be compared. And Naomi Smalls, I think, was better. So as much as I love Simone's, it's like, don't even make me do the comparison, because I fucking will. But <laughs> Please don't. But um, I one thing I... They keep saying they're doing the runway for the last time. So, so the, for what happens in the finale then? Yeah, I think that's a lie. I think there will be... Well, maybe it's not a runway. Because you remember at season 12 finale, there was like a finale that was over Zoom. I don't know if they're going to do that or whether they can have a proper live one with an audience. I don't really know what situation America's in. I always think they're kind of worse than us, but I don't know. It really depends on the state. Some all the states have different rules. Oh, the state of them! I know. <laughs> the state of them. The state of the comments sections, because RuPaul tells the queens, "Do not read the comments," and that is good advice. And advice that Candy clearly ignored because they filmed this last year, and she's been popping off on Twitter ever since. Candy, when will you learn? So the final critiques. What did you make of Ru crying about Got Mick? Well, I think the Oscar goes to RuPaul Charles. It, it just. Took- I just wanna, and um, I think it's, I feel I I feel like she's trying to be emotional in order to get Got Mick to cry, and Got Mick doesn't cry, so I don't think I don't think it, it was it was about as believable as Rosie as a drag queen. <laughs> well, do you think I might be cynical that obviously RuPaul has been called transphobic in the past because there were no trans contestants on the show? I personally believe Ru genuinely loves Got Mick, and I don't think it is. But do you think there might be a thing of like, oh, this is finally putting paid to any accusations that I don't support the trans community? Do you know what? I think um, Rue, I know. So I do believe, even though I just said it was acting, um, I do believe there was genuine emotion there. Um, She was hamming it up a little bit, but I do think, um, I think that Rue Paul has been surprised by how much, she loves Got Mick and how much of a... Because they love a journey, really important. And I think one of the biggest journeys is Rue understanding more about maybe trans people, the trans experience, and also having somebody different on Drag Race and it working so well. I think that's why that's why she's emotional about it. And it is amazing. Scott Mick now, I assume they'll be casting a lot more trans contestants because she's been so well received. So one thing that annoyed me though, Rue said, oh, whenever you talk about your parents and your story and all that, it's really got to me. And I was like, I don't feel like we've seen that story. So I feel like Rue's referencing something. I don't, unless it was early in this, I mean, this season's been so long, I can't remember, but. (laughs) Back in 1994 when it started, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember if Got Mick's parents are supportive or what. So um, it's annoying that Rue's kind of referencing things that we haven't seen. And she's also yeah, referencing no, that, that, that Candy Muse is funny, they keep telling her. And I don't know how much of that we've seen. So do you find Candy <laughs> funny? No, I don't. Well, so she's been, you know, mildly funny. but um, <laughs> Mildly funny. No, but I don't, certainly not to the level that they think, seem to think she is. I but did uh, love the one yeah, joke yeah, she did. If it was down to us, should have been booted out weeks weeks ago. That never should have been that double chante. Sorry. Yeah, that's the joke that she's still in the competition. Yeah, hilarious. They reference Rose's reaction on episode one when she lost the lip sync and thought she was going home because she's the last pork chop in the competition and has been for quite a while. And I feel like they should have made this more of a thing because they set up the whole season with this dividing them and pork chops and winners. And Rosé has been the one who was in the losers group who's kept, who now really has the best track record. So 
I feel like that could have maybe given her the vulnerability she's missing. Yeah, to always feel like she was proving that she had to prove herself because she kept getting put down, etc, etc, etc. And it didn't last long enough. But for me, as well as her kind of not giving us enough access to her as a person, I also think her runways, similar to Candy, have not been up to the standard of a winner. And that's why I just don't think she's going to win. Um, apart from the devil one she did, I just think her runways just... They just haven't been very enjoyable to the eye. I just think they um they seem to be all just like shot bought numbers. I don't think Rosie has the eye. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why that's why she doesn't have this X factor. She's like she as they say about her now, she's professional and dependable. I mean, that's not what you want to hear, is it really? There's something there's something missing. There's an X factor missing and there's just like, you know, the the beating heart like inside her drag isn't there. I agree. Um, so now they get the emotional thing where they get out all their childhood pictures. Got, they mentioned that Gottmik gave permission because obviously there'd be a backlash if not because they'd be like, why are you showing her her former self? Oh, I see. And, and, plus, you can't, and plus you can't tell what gender the child is. No. Um, what did you think of these? I mean, I didn't have a lot to say about them. I thought Candy's picture was really cute. She looks the same. I love, but I love how the Candy's Candy's baby picture is like a baby photo shoot. <laughs> she looks like she looks like a fucking Anne Geddes baby. That's the baby. It was when she auditioned for season two. She was just three years old. <laughs> she mentions that she almost went to jail, um, which is a reality show I'd love to watch. But I think she actually should go to jail for that pocket look like, last week. So. Yeah, yeah. She came to she came to Drag Race and then got carted off to jail for um, crimes against drag. Against fashion. Um, so, I mean, we've been saying it throughout this whole episode, but the for me, the pinnacle of Rosé's missing the point is was this speech she gave, which is telling her childhood self, you are so severely blessed. One day you're going to find something called drag. And it is, and it was just like so fucking pageant <laughs> so pageant it was just like written written like in a font learn no learn on those fucking you know those speech cards i'm getting and i'm getting such a patrick swayze to wong fu vibe as well yeah and i'm just like no way rose after that <laughs> no way no way and, and and you never say no to rose usually but this time <laughs> i'd say yes please more rose apart from now this is the one and only time i'm gonna say no to rose Especially Kylie Rosé is your favourite, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> Which is, I still think, the gayest thing in the world, Kylie Rosé wine. Um, so Simone breaks down in tears again, but to me, she gives the best speech because it's raw and it's her heart on display yeah, and it's yeah. exactly everything Rosé is not doing, Simone is doing. And she's talking about how she didn't feel you could be black and um, feminine and it's just real yeah and I, I i i got a bit choked up at this have to say and we were fine we finally got news that michelle's tear ducts work so that is good news as well <laughs> um I, I didn't see her crying did i miss that yeah well yeah she was she was rather moist around the eyes and um i you know i felt i felt it a little bit as well i have to say well, the eyes are the nipple of the face, I heard once. Um, <laughs> so they find out that they're going to lip sync, but not all at the same time, one at a time, which I liked because I think it can be a bit chaotic seeing them all on stage at once, especially if it's far. Um, what do you think of the song, Whitney Houston, Learn From The Best? I thought the remix was terrible, but the actual original song is fucking amazing. Um, so I would have preferred it if it was just the original. And the um, and they seem to have cut bits out of the mix as well because like it doesn't it builds up and then it just goes away. And I don't know. I thought it was a bit terrible actually. 
Yeah, I'm the same as you. I love that original song. I love that album. That's my favourite Whitney era, really. It's the crack is whack one. But that song, it's a great ballad. And it's like, they've done this before. Because when Sasha Velour won, they uh, remixed It's Not Right, But It's Okay. as the And it's like, these songs are really good in their original form. I don't really think they need a fucking cheap Euro dance remix. No, I agree. I mean, it's like, um, I mean, like Unbreak My Heart, the dance version, for example. That's good. Yes, you're yeah. right. That's the one exception. Or maybe yeah, Don't exactly. Cry For Me Argentina has quite a good di- dance remix as well. But generally, it just cheapens the song, doesn't it? Mm, mm. And and especially the thing is, in this particular version, I don't know, they've just, they've just chopped it up and it just sounds terrible. With all the cutting, I know they've got a cut between the, between the four queens and stuff, but it just, I don't know, it just seems messy. Yeah, because it's quite a grand, epic song. It builds. It doesn't need to be like din din din. Um, but who did you think was good or bad in the lip sync? I thought it was all a bit boring, to be honest. Um, none, none of them particularly. I think because they were doing it on their own, there was no, um, there was no peril. There was no like you know battling. It's like I, they didn't. I didn't feel like they were wanting up each other because they were just on their own. So it was just a bit flat. Yeah, I agree. I think no one was awful, but I think they were all just okay. I probably, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of Simone as a lip syncer, so she probably maybe edged them out. She had the napkin visual, which was quite good. But I'd say Got Mick was flailing around a bit. And if there is a lip sync for the crown, uh, even though she's come on leaps and bounds, it's hard to imagine she's going to completely beat these three powerhouse performers in a lip sync. But I hope she does, because I do think she deserves to win. Um, and we get to Rue making the decision and shock, 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 all four go through. Uh, I was so not gagged. I just want <laughs> I just want, I just want a candy muse out of there so that we can at least focus. And um, she's not going to win. So what is the point? I think it must be to make up the numbers because I assume they're doing a tournament of two against two and then the winners go against each oh, other. Oh, I see. I, well, I hope, I hope they do it in a different venue just to spice it up a bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, if not, she should have been the Ellie Diamond, the Roxy Andrews in All Stars 2, who gets chopped at the last minute. But I think we don't even need to say which team we are. I think it's pretty clear we are on the same page on this one. Um, what if they do two teams of two and it is and the first and the first is Simone against Gottmik? That would be terrible. God, imagine if um, Candy wins a lip sync and Rosé wins a lip sync and it's Candy versus Rosé. I mean, I would back Rosé over Candy, but I mean, it would be quite a horrific, <laughs> quite a horrific prospect. Candy and Rosé. Ooh, I, I like my Rosé dry, thanks. Not sweet. <laughs> I like my Rosé out of drag after this. Um, so next week is the reunion and I love the reunion and I hope it's a proper one where they're in the same room and not like last year when it was over Zoom. Tamisha, Tamisha, Tamisha. <laughs> the lady said, go home. I said what I said. And when I said what I said, what I meant was what I said. And what you heard was what I said, because that's what I said. I is a grown ass woman with three kids, all right? <laughs> um, so thank you all for listening. We'll be back uh, next Monday with the reunion. And season 13 is one day going to end. Um, but thanks for sticking <laughs> with us through it. And... The lockdown's over before the friggin' series. <laughs> oh, and today, pubs are open again, so... Woohoo! You may never hear from us again, but you will. We'll be back next week. Let's click it out. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye.